Stand with me, give him praise all over the church this morning. Look at somebody around you and tell them, Jesus is with me. Glory to God. He's standing by my side when I hear the thunder roll. He holds my hand when I begin to tremble. When the winds of this world is a blowing strong. How many know today that you can depend on your Lord? Amen. He's going to see you through. He's going to take care of you. And that's a joy today to know. How many is excited about that today that you're not alone? And even when it feels like sometimes that there's no one there, that the Lord is with you. And that's a great joy today to know. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Acts. And while you're turning there again, remain standing if you will. I would like to thank you again for your prayers and support. And again, uh, so thankful Brother Chris did a great job last week. Give God praise for him, the word God brought through his life last week. We appreciate him and what the Lord has done in his life and how he used him last week. And uh, we're glad to be back this week. But all I can say is praise God, praise God, praise God. From whom all blessings flow. There's something happening, amen, to God through the realm of prayer. God is moving. How many believe that you're going to see some circumstances in your life moved upon by God's grace this year? Amen. I'm believing. I'm, we're already beginning to see. I, I tell you, uh, while you turn to the book of Acts chapter 3, I, I just got to say this, and we're going to read some scripture. God showed me some things and showed my family some things last week that put the devil on the run. Amen. And uh, it's exciting to know that uh, God can move in such a wonderful, sovereign way and that he can be glorified through any circumstance that we may face. And uh, I know, I'm just telling somebody today to get ready because you may not know how he's going to move, but if you've been praying for his intercession, just get ready for God to do something great, amen, in your life. I want to share from you from the Word of God this morning, Acts chapter 3, beginning with verse 1, just for a few moments. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms of those who entered the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms and fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand immediately, and he lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he leaping up stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. In verse 16, the Bible said, just drop with me there to verse 16. Peter said this, and his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. I want to preach from this thought this morning as the Holy Ghost would direct. 
And it is simply this, walking by faith and not facts. Walking by faith and not facts. Father, we ask you to add your blessings to the reading of your word. Lord, that you would hide me behind the cross of Calvary. And there the very Holy Spirit of God within me, Lord, speak from the throne of grace into the lives of each and every one here today. And Lord, that may you accomplish all that you desire to accomplish through surrendered hearts and surrendered lives who would be receptive to you today. Whether they need salvation, God, that they would be receptive to you and surrender to you. Maybe they need healing. Father, maybe they need some other circumstances interceded by your grace. Today, Father, may you accomplish all that you desire to accomplish through the surrendered hearts of faith today. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray all these things. Amen. Amen. Look at somebody around you and say, have faith. Don't worry about the facts. Yesterday I began to study and so many things were running through my spirit. And as I began to pray, I sat down and for the first time ever something happened to me that I, that I never really saw happen before. I've always sought the Lord to speak to my heart and to give me the message in season I believe for the particular hour and for the particular moment because God knows what we need. Amen. And yesterday evening I had so much running through my mind. I sat down and I began to study and I began to prepare. And I would pray and ask the Lord to just speak to my life. And I, I went to 2 Timothy and I began to study and I built my outline and I just prayed and, and everything was just falling together. And I thought to myself, wow, God, this is good to my soul. I'm ready to preach it right now. And then I woke up this morning and said, I just preached that just a few weeks ago. Has anybody ever had that happen before? <laughs> I began to think it just like God just pictured that, put that picture in my mind. I woke up, my wife came in the room and she had a cup of coffee. She was getting ready. I said, my goodness. I said, I can't preach this sermon this morning. She said, why not? I said, I preached it just a few weeks ago. Well, how do you know that? Because I seen a picture of what Brother Michael put on live Facebook with the scriptures and all and everything just came together. I said, God, I said, what do you want me to do? So I began to pray and I began to seek the Lord. How many knows that God will not let you down? Sometimes you find yourself in a, a, a situation where you don't know what to do, but God does. And on my way here, I begin to think and I begin to pray. I said, God, what is it? I don't have any. Everything's running through my mind. What do you want to speak to the people? And so I went back and I began to look back over some notes. I began to look back and pray. And, and I was in my office there just going through some things. And all of a sudden, God carried me to the book of Acts chapter 3. And I began to read this particular scripture. I've preached on it often. But then the Lord carried me a little bit further. He said, I want you to go to verse 16. And I want you to read that particular verse because in it is where I want you to build a message that will begin to come together to speak to the hearts of the people today. And as I begin to read verse 16, everything began to come together from verse 1 in chapter 3 all the way through the course of that verse. And the Lord began to speak to me as I read these scriptures and he said there is a difference in what's factual and what's faith. Amen. 
And I said, Lord, I, I said, I'm hearing you speak to me. There's so much things that we know to be fact today that we know to be as they are. There's situations in our life that we know to be as they are. In this particular scripture, we know that this man was born lame. It is a fact that he was born lame. For many years, he was laid daily at the gate called Beautiful, and he would beg for alms. This was a fact. It was a fact that nothing had changed. It was a fact that it was the, the course of, of, of repetition for his life. Everything there was a fact. If you look at it in that perspective, that's what it was. But then God begins to transcend a hope that, look, I wish somebody could hear what I'm saying, by Peter and John's presence. Somebody look at your neighbor right now and say, God wants to do something through you. And, 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 and so God transcends through Peter and John as they're passing by that day on their way to the temple. They pass again this man who is sitting by the gate called Beautiful. And so factually, he again begins to ask for alms. He, he begins to do what he's always done. It's a fact. You, you knew this was going to happen somewhat. But Peter begins to speak some words to him that transcends the rest of factuality. Peter begins to say, silver and gold have I none. He said, but such as I have. I want to ask you somebody this morning, what do you have that is bigger than your facts? Amen. He said, such as I have, I give thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. What Peter had that this man did not particularly have for so many years was faith. Can somebody say amen? If you don't believe faith will move mountains, you need to operate in it sometimes. If you don't believe faith will change circumstances, you need to operate in it sometimes. If you're going to hang around in the realm of facts, you're going to keep doing the same things you've always done and expecting the result of what fact, what's factual in the realm of that nature. In other words, what are you saying? I'm saying we were told this past week that there was no hope for, for my wife's mother. That when they took her off of life support, there would not be any hope for her. That was the facts according to the condition, but God. See, if we would have just held on to the facts, we'd have quit praying. If we'd have held on to the facts, we wouldn't have petitioned for a prayer train. If we'd have held on to the facts, we'd have went ahead and prepared and just said, it's over. There's no hope. But I began to believe by faith that there were folks that believed there, there was facts that were, that were transient to what, what was happening in the situation. But there were some folks who had faith. There were some Peters and James and Johns who were getting on their knees in Stoneville, South North Carolina. Amen to God. I'm carrying you back to South Carolina, but I'm going to get there in a minute. There were some folks who had faith and they prayed because they believed that no matter what the facts were, there was a God that is bigger than the facts. 
The devil wants us to lock into what we see. And he wants us to trust in the facts more than we do have faith in what God is able to do. It's not by our power. It's by faith in verse 16 in the name of Jesus Christ. I come to tell somebody that Jesus is still doing miracles. He's still passing by. He's still changing the facts in circumstances. He's still taking hopeless situations that look factual and he's turning things around. I'm about to get comfortable because I believe right now this morning that somebody needs to hear that you may have been dealing with some factual situations in your life, but God is looking for you to get like Peter and John this morning and understand that you can't live by the facts. You've got to live by faith. You got to live by faith. Touch somebody say live by faith. The Bible said the just will live by faith, not by facts. It was a fact that the Red Sea was, was standing in the way of the children of God. But my goodness, can somebody shout amen. It was the faith of Moses when he heard the Lord say stretch forth your rod that began to change the facts. There may be some folks today that don't believe in the healing touch of God anymore. But the Bible said it is a gift of the Spirit. That it is part of what He does. It's inclusive in who God is. That not only will He fill you with the Holy Ghost and He will allow you to speak in heavenly languages and He will allow you to prophesy, but He will allow somebody by faith to be the conduit in which God's healing transcends and changes the facts. Can somebody shout amen? The reason why we're watered down is because we're looking at the facts and not walking by faith anymore. Amen. The reason why we have missed so much is because we're tuned in to what the situation is rather than what it can be by faith. Y'all with me? I know Jesus is. Peter knew as this man began to reach out for alms, he knew that through the name of Jesus, this man's life could change. He didn't walk on by and say, well, Nothing's ever going to change in his life. He didn't just keep walking on by and say, well, that's the facts. He was born this way and there's no hope. My son's hooked on drugs. My daughter's hooked on pills. My family's falling apart. I guess this is the way it's always going to be. Oh, I'm never going to get a promotion on my job. I guess this is the way it's always going to be. Everybody seem like they're turning their back on me. Seem like this is the way it's always going to be. I don't have any friends. The devil's lying to you. He's taking the facts that you see and he's placing them in your spirit and trying to get you to put your faith in the facts. But I come to tell somebody this morning that you can't live by your facts because your facts will keep you from soaring in the realm of God's grace. 
How many wants everything to stay the way it is? The fact is it can. It can stay just like it is. We can get, keep going through the motions. But I'm telling somebody this morning that God has not called us to go through the motions. He's called us to rise up like Peter did and walk forward in his grace, in faith, and be conduit that is transient to what's happening to bring change to the lives of people. And I can't do it in my power, but dear God, there's a man who hung on a tree over 2,000 years ago that I represent today. His name is Jesus. This name is a name above every name. This name can raise the dead. This name can heal the sick. This name can raise the lame. He can cause the blinded eyes to see. This, I'm telling you, this name can heal cancer. This name can heal diabetes. Oh, and it's a fact. It's in my genes. My goodness, quit looking at the facts and start raising your eyes toward faith and say don't you understand that miracles and signs follow them who believe it's good to my soul well, why, why are you preaching on all this Miracles and signs and wonders. That's what God birthed the church in. Amen. It was birthed in miracles, signs, and wonders. We want to see believers. Sometimes the words are not enough. Sometimes a sermon is not enough. Sometimes a testimony is not enough. But when you can tell somebody of a miracle that God has done, or they can see signs and wonders taking place in a church or in a people individually who are walking by faith, it is a sign today that God will use these things to draw them. This is what the church was birthed in. Is it walking in it? No. We'd rather walk in the things of the world anymore than draw near to God and flow in his spirit again. Amen. We'd rather backbite and chew each other up than we had get to an altar of prayer and walk. My goodness, I'm preaching this morning. Come on, somebody. We want God to move. But what we'd rather do in this generation we're living in is entertain than we had walk in the power. I want somebody to understand, I go home if I ever have a mind that I am preaching for your entertainment. I didn't come to preach for entertainment. I come to preach what God has poured in my spirit by his anointing. And he is bigger than what we've allowed him to be in our life. This is what we need if we're going to grow. This is what we need if we're going to do mighty ministry. This is what we need if we're going to become attractive to the people. Let me tell you what we need. 
We need a good old fashioned Holy Ghost heaven sent move of God and his Holy Spirit and the mighty power of his grace flowing in our lives again. Nothing will ever take place without the spirit of Almighty God. This is what we need. Oh, well, statistics show this. I appreciate statistics. But they're also facts. Statistical facts. And God's even bigger than that. Oh, Lord, don't let me say it. It didn't look like Donald Trump was going to win, did it? They were looking at the statistical facts and they were arguing on the, on the news, Fox News even. They were saying, oh, there's no way. There's no way. Then all of a sudden, mouths got quiet as the night went on because people were praying, amen, to God that God would not allow us to get in a situation where baby killers would rule over us, but somebody would... See, I'm telling you, the facts don't make a difference. When God comes on the scene, he'll change those circumstances in our life. Facts don't make a difference. You getting political? Jesus is king of kings and lord of lords. You told my people no. I come to tell you today that statistics don't mean anything when God is on the scene. And here, statistically, this man would die at a gate called Beautiful. Hallelujah. He would die in his condition. But Peter said, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, I give thee in the name of John. In the name of bread. In the name of Andrew, James. Brother Zeb, come on now. Brother Mark, in the name, no, no. He said in the name of Jesus. Not in the name of the IPHC, not in the name of the Church of God, not in the name of the Southern Baptist, not in the name, but in the name of Jesus. He took his, his, his words to the authority of the one who made a way. All things came through Christ. Salvation, healing. And I got news for somebody. It did not stop when he resurrected from the dead and ascended to the Father. Help me, Lord. 
In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, such as I have given out thee, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up. Take up your bed. Rise up. Look, somebody say, rise up. Don't let the facts hold you down. Come on now. Don't let the facts scare you. Don't let the facts get locked in your spirit to think this is the way it's always going to be. I've always struggled with this. I've never got any further than where I'm at. I've always had these problems. Don't let the facts hold you down. In the name of Jesus, rise up. In the name of Jesus, believe that you don't have to be where you're at, but that God can turn that situation around. I'm telling you, church, today there is something in the air in 2020. God don't want us to stay where we're at, and we got to quit looking at the facts and trying to condition ourselves by what we see statistically and start pressing in to the throne room of God through prayer and through study and through devotion and draw near to God and let our faith rise up because there's some facts the devil wants us to hang on to but there is faith that God wants us to soar by today. Well, I'm saved and satisfied and it's keeping me alive. Yeah, I don't know if I'll ever get up out of this bed. I don't know if I'll ever overcome this struggle. Statistically, this is what I need. Statistically, this is what the doctor said. Let me tell you what my mother-in-law said. Them doctors don't know nothing. <laughs> now, she wasn't trying to be ugly. But, she, well, my wife said, yes, she was. <laughs> but I really don't believe she was. I believe she was denouncing a factual situation over her life. Come on now. She was saying, as we began to pray, I, I felt the Holy Spirit. One particular morning, we were there praying with her. I don't know, but I just felt something. I couldn't explain it, don't know anything, didn't, didn't have any real revelations, but all I know is, if you listen to facts long enough, it'll almost talk you out of your faith. It'll almost talk you slam out of your faith. And <coughs> we listen to it. We'd have to get to a place where we'd get away from what we were hearing. Not just us, our family. Say, God, you got to help us. You got to speak to us. And she came too. They brought her off that vent where she could talk. I didn't come to preach about it, but I'm just telling you, this was amazing. Through the course of the week, we'd had all kind of conversation with family. What's going to happen if this? What's going to happen if that? But while we were praying in faith, 
I believe she was holding on in faith. And she came out of that thing. She said, doctor said, well, there's still no hope. You're breathing now, but you're, there's still no hope. She told my wife, she said, them doctors don't know what they're talking about. I'm going home. I'm not staying here. And yes, she might have got a little frustrated with them. But she did not want to accept the facts. She would have rather had faith in God. And what facts want you to do is settle in on them and live by them. But what faith wants you to do is say that greater things can be and God can help us to get through this. I knew a man that had cancer for 15 years and he kept riding by the house. Every time he'd ride by the house, my daddy would tell me as a little kid, he said that so-and-so Rosa, he's got cancer. Another year, he'd come riding by there again. That's so-and-so, so-and-so. That's Brother Rosa, he's got cancer. Five years from there, he kept going down the road and they always knew him by the man who had cancer and he should have died a long time ago but for 25 years more he kept riding and trusting in God because he did not want to accept the facts I come to tell somebody that if you trust God I don't care what the facts are in your life that God will raise you above them and he'll give you hope in hopeless situations something's going to happen in 2020 at Stoneful, and it won't be because the fact is we got a beautiful sanctuary the fact is we got wonderful music we've got wonderful people but that's not what's going to move this community what's going to move it is our faith is not settled in the facts the facts are stand with me if you will Please come on to the piano, please, if you will. Facts are relevant. In every situation. I need you to understand that. Facts are relevant. But Facts will keep you from where God is leading you. If I want to live by facts, F-A-C-T-S, not facts, F-A-X. I don't believe I'd fit on one of them machines. But if I wanted to live by facts, I'd go home today, make a list of all the facts of my life, who I am, and I would live in that realm. I would. If I wanted to live by facts. Fact is, this is facts, what the facts say about me, what the facts say about my accomplishments, what the facts say about my abilities. I promise you, none of the facts, listen to what I'm telling you, none of the facts about your life 
will ever be good enough to do great and mighty God things. Amen? It won't be. But greater is he that's in you. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world. If I was going to live by facts, I wouldn't do what I'm doing today. But I'm not living by facts. I'm living by faith. The facts say we're not worthy to be saved. The fact is the devil tells us all the time, well, you know, those who aren't saved, you don't need the Lord. That's a fact. He says those things. The facts will keep us living beneath the grace of God. I don't know about you, but He called us to rise up from the factual place that we were at and take on a new man by grace and faith through the Son of God. He said that there is now no more condemnation. Facts will condemn you. Won't they? But there's no condemnation. Sin will condemn you. There's no more condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Walking not in the realm of impossibilities, but walking in the realm of possibilities. Well, I just can't do everything that I just don't have it in me. Don't let those facts keep you from walking by faith. Amen. I can't do more in the church. I can't serve in the church. It's impossible. No, it ain't. church there's some preacher you don't know there's things in my life been going on for years I've been living with for years so was this man this is a gospel with power how many believe that today if you need God's power to touch your situation and your circumstance and you got some factual things happening in your life but you want to step out by faith right now and you want to step up to this altar and say I believe God that by my faith that you're able to turn these facts around. You're able to do something great and marvelous in these situations. It's been years. It's been weeks. I don't care how long it's been. But you need to put your faith in God. I want you to come right now and line up across this all the way. I need God to do to do something bigger than what I'm seeing. The facts that I have attached myself to. I need God 